Was it the upset of the century today? I wouldn't call it an upset. In fact, statistically, according to the analysis that we do ahead of time before any of the speeches championship matches, we actually believed Levon Aronian was the favorite. Was it the most surprising result ever for Aronian to ultimately win by 15 games? Yes. Yes, it was shocking. No, I did not get to watch it live, uh, which was a shame. I was I was at work, so I was in some some interviews and things, which was which was which was great. Um, I did want to have it on the background, but I did want to give our customers or my full James Montemagno attention. But I want to go back because I immediately afterwards, as soon as it wrapped up, I hopped on just to see the results. And yeah, twenty point five to six point five, I was blown away because. Carwana coming in at seed rank five compared to Aronian at seed rank 12 kind of had me thinking just how this would play out. Now, knowing both players, I thought Carwana was favored just in general to, to take the, to take the, 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 the first, well, he was, he was the many. higher rated seed. He was the higher rated seed based on chess.com ratings. That's how the, the, the bracket of 16 is done. The sweet 16, if you will. Um, but I guess like the Sweet 16 March Madness that we all know and love, 12 seeds upset five seeds regularly, apparently. That's and that's true. what happened here. But um, but no, what's funny is, okay, so despite the ratings, which uh, the players were able to fight for and try to improve their seeding, Aronian has has played some of the best chess in our speech chess championship for a guy that had never gotten past the first round. He's had some tough round matchups and some bad luck. Um, so he really sent a message today. Uh, Robert and I, Grandmaster Bobby Hess, were uh, we were pretty shocked, honestly, by the end. And I know Fabiano was pretty upset. Uh, he was on complete tilt by the end. Um, hardly wanted to be a part of the interview, we could tell. And so we tried to mm -hmm. wrap things up. But uh, Levon yeah, was gracious and uh, humorous and respectful. We uh, appreciate that. And, and he's moving on. So Aronian moves on. Oh, man. And I am tired and the SEC is underway officially this year. Yeah, I can't believe it. So if people don't know what we're talking about, by the way, this is the Speed Chess Championship. Uh, we talked about it last year because the Speed Chess Championship, I mean, it only happened a few weeks into starting the podcast, I think. And uh, it, it is something that's very unique. And I think Speed Chess and Bullet you know, bullet Chess in, in general plays really nice to watching online and in the eSport fashion of chess.com and Twitch streaming, especially Nakamura, who's just been really crushing it completely. And he's always a joy to watch. Now, is there is there one round, one matchup that you maybe had an unexpected pairing that you're really amped up to see? Yeah, uh, well, we actually talked about that at the end of the match because it became so lopsided. Robert and I were were pulling the baseball commentators, you know, where <laughs> you're like, <laughs> baseball commentators half the time are just good at talking about nothing. And yeah. rarely in a speed chess championship where the matches are usually pretty close and it's also really fast-paced chess, um, we don't have a lot of downtime. But we talked a little bit about that. I think that um, Giri Mamadyarov, which... Ironically, the winner of that will be the one who faces Levon Aronian from today. So I think that that's a that's going to be a super interesting first round matchup where I consider it a total coin flip. Um, and then Grishik Napomniashi is also, despite the big seedings, I know you see a four versus thirteen, you know, mm -hmm. and you, and you see a three versus fourteen or whatever. Like I, I think those could go either way, completely either way, depending on who's who's bringing it that day, who feels in in rhythm and has the mojo working. Um, so, you know, I think Hikaru is pretty much a lock to move on, 
Some people said that maybe this will be the first year we have the open qualifier with a chance because he is playing one of the weakest seeds, meaning Zavin Andriasian, who's an Armenian uh, player, is playing uh, Vidit Gujarati. Um, and I think Gujarati is the favorite for good reason, but he's not the strongest person that um, a guy like Andriasian, who had to qualify his way in, would ever have to play. So who knows, maybe. Um, but, you know, for those who haven't been following it, it's literally like our Super Bowl every year, except it's a lot of events. And it's like, you know, it's it's the playoffs immediately the moment the event starts. And, you know, to, in Fabiano's credit, I'll just bring the closure of our SCC coverage here to say that, you know, he's he's preparing heavily for the World Championship in November versus Magnus. Um, and he was probably specifically not trying to play certain openings and certain things, which Levon kind of said after the match. He was very humble and said, you know, okay, obviously the uh, – um, Obviously, Fabiano's better than this, but, um, but uh, you know, just not his best chess, and he definitely needs to do something to get the taste out of his mouth because that's that's really a tough way to lose a match, just getting absolutely hammered like that. He just went on complete tilt today. You People people can click the link in the show notes. Check out the video replay on YouTube. Sorry for the spoiler. Yeah. You already know, but, uh, <laughs> you know, there it's you go. It's all over chess.com, so you can't get away from what what happened. You know, my my upset, here's my upset. I think, uh, I think... I may go with Kariakin as as an upset. I mean, that's not really to, an upset because Kariakin to win the whole thing. To win the whole thing. Oh, to win the whole thing. You were asking me. I, no, I no, think, no. I, I was just saying this as a blanket statement. I don't think that you should necessarily put out your opinion as a, as a commentator, but maybe you should. I don't know. No, I mean, I, you didn't ask me who I thought could win the whole thing. I think I think Hikaru is the heavy favorite. But if I had to put a, a second and third options. I would say that Karyakin is definitely one of the top dark horses. So yes, I, I don't think that's a crazy pick by you. Yeah. Okay, good, good. I'm not, I'm not completely crazy in this chess, in this chess world. Now, how does it feel being years into speed chess championship? Because every time that we, I'm so interested in your live streaming, your commentating, you know, you getting so much more comfortable. You're always comfortable behind a microphone, but there's something we talk about in this podcast of just as the years go on and these things grow, I kind of adjust how you do pregame inter shows, post match in, you know, interviews, things like that. Like, how did it feel today, being the kickoff of the the SCC in 2018? Like, just I don't know. I think I've told inquiry. you. I feel like my my post event interview game is one of the weakest parts of my of my public speaking and commentary. To be honest, I mean, I. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just don't feel like I, I feel like, like the players, I just spent four hours knee deep in the X's and O's and um, developing an opinion about the match that um, is often shared by my co-house. Maybe you sort of affect each other, right? Me and Robert both kind of had the same takeaways. Um, and then when you ask the players what they thought and they kind of disagree with you, sometimes it kind of throws you off, right? Mm -hmm. Um you know, when uh, we speculated, just like Levon, that Fabiano was avoiding his openings. And Fabiano's like, no, that wasn't it. I just went on tilt. And it's like a really short answer. It's kind of hard to say, well, why'd you go on tilt? And be like, well, because I lost games, you know. And so I, I don't know that I'm the best. I, I feel like it takes a journalist at heart to, like, have the the attitude and the wherewithal to, like, to ask a more pressing question or to, like, push buttons, right? When you watch sports interviews if they get like a short answer from a coach or if the interview isn't going well i feel like they have kind of the they have a different perspective or maybe they just have the wits about them or they they have the ability to kind of ask questions that i feel like maybe leads to more you know 
more interesting and potentially dynamic conversation, right? You, you know, everyone remembers Maurice Ashley Magnus Carlson, right? Or if not, we should link mm -hmm. it in the show notes. Yeah. I'm just not that person. I don't feel like I'm a great post-match interviewer. I kind of just want to thank them for their time, congratulate the winner, say sorry to the loser. And I don't know that I have, you know, I feel like the match kind of speaks for itself. But I, I've asked you this before. What's your advice? I mean, what am I supposed to do better there? I don't, you know, sometimes we ask about what music were you listening to or what was the light, right? That was funny. I don't know if you saw the, the question about LeVon's light lamp. Mm -mm, no, I didn't see that. It was funny because he had this like really weird light above his head. People were speculating, is he is he growing weed? right is he yeah. is he in is he having silent raves is he working on his tan because it made his skin look weird it was it was super weird but in the end he showed that he's got like a little garage band setup in his in his house oh, and he loves cool. like playing under the cool blue light so you should check that out i mean that was a fun question and i think fans like that stuff but i'm open to feedback if anybody would like to write into the show and give me feedback on how to be a better post event interview dealing with the emotions and the exhaustion to like try to get interesting answers what are what are some general pieces of advice maybe there's specific questions i should just always have that i ask mm. you know i don't know mm. uh, yeah every match is so different and then it, things could be so close versus not so close and then that really you know swings it one way or the other i don't i don't know if there's a right answer or a wrong answer i've been you know listening to people and it's it's almost it's, I think it's hard because you're so close to the chess itself that you ask and you can ask very technical questions. Then their response is like, well, I would have just made a, you know, I shouldn't have made that move. You know what I mean? Or it's like, it's, it's hard to go back and forth. And I like the idea of moving away at certain points from just what the match was and, and inquiring about, um, the atmosphere or, you know, how the entire event kind of, um, was cause that's also interesting as a, as a, as a, someone who's watching it, like this person that plays over the board so much, like how is it impacting them being at home or like their setup or was there, what were they like listening to? And of course the winner and loser may have different answers and maybe more open to those questions, but those are interesting questions to kind of get inside the mind of a, a chess master. That's something that we don't get to see every day. I think is interesting to me. Yep. It's kind of the, behind behind the sheet you know behind the behind the mirror type of type of questions not necessarily like that you're trying to get inside their mind of chess but like who is this person yep. more than anything um, but that just could be me. no i i completely agree with you and you said that before and i you know now that you say that i feel like i could have asked fabi like hey how hard was it to stop preparing for the world championship to change your mindset to winning a match did it go yeah. through your mind that you should avoid your preparation um mm -hmm. you know the um what's the atmosphere like being surrounded by your peers you know as you're trying to play a blitz match that you're getting kicked you know <laughs> like, mm -hmm. yeah you know i'm allowed yeah. to say that word on our podcast right that's pg that's pg it's your, it's your behind your behind the behind um, yeah i was talking behind. about a donkey obviously the rumpus yeah the rumpus anyway um i don't i mean i agree with you and i think um it's something that I'm continuing to reflect on and I'd like to get better at, to be honest. I don't think it's ever good to be like, oh, that's just something I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm already good at that. I think I have a lot of room for improvement as far as like how some of those interviews go down. So I, uh, I agree. I, I think that that should have happened. That's good. And I would like to say at this point in time, Danny, I would like to throw it out there that tomorrow, July 25th, 
I'm going to start reading this book. If you're up to reading this book on collaboration. Oh yeah, we're reading it together. I'm going to start too. How's that sound? Is that okay? Are we, should yep. I wait until after SEC or you feel comfortable it's go time? No, I may not go as fast as you. I'm a slow reader. I read like okay. one word per every other day. Okay. No, I mean, I, I read <laughs> slow, but like not that slow, but I am a slow reader. It's, it, it's, I have a hard time reading, not because I don't know how to read, but because I read so slow that it's hard for me to get sucked into the content, I think. So, um, it's also the reason that I, like you got me the book, like nearly about a month ago. And it's been harder for me to be like, all right, I'm going to do it now. Right. Type of thing. But I'm ready and in my well, place and time to make this happen. Speaking of things we got each other, I, I received a I received a box um, returning from my trip to Tucson, as you predicted that I would. Well, what happened? What did you get? A special, a special box full of Soylent. Whoa. And I'm not going to lie. I considered spreading it in my yard um, <laughs> to, uh, to, to, to help the, gr the grass grow. Mm -hmm. I assume it's probably a natural weed killer given the amount of GMO in it. I believe so. You know? Um, <laughs> no I'm kidding. I really appreciate it. I've never had Soylent, so I'm obviously going to try it. Um, this isn't like a ploy that I'm supposed to, I like, you're not requiring me to come a huge Soylent fan. Right? No, 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 no. Okay. No. So you okay. got a sample pack, correct? Yes. Nice. Yes. I, yeah. I did a Soylent tasting with some coworkers. So I, uh -huh. people ask me because people see me drink the Soylent. I'm not the only one here on campus that, that drinks Soylent, but they see me every day drink a Soylent. I just finished a, a cocoa chocolate, chocolatey one. Pretty good. That might be, it's not my favorite. The coffee one's my favorite. I had a strawberry one yesterday. It's very strawberry. I don't know how I feel about that. But it's very strawberry. It's very strawberry in a yeah. artificial way that it doesn't, yeah. it tastes that like almost a, sounds like a good Capricin flavor. Very strawberry. Very strawberry. Um, yeah. and, and people are asking, or, like, or, or the name or the name of a unicorn. Yeah. That, that's kind of, it, it kind of tasted like unicorn strawberries. Yeah. And okay. Good. So a lot of people ask me like, oh, well, what do you think? This and this. And we've talked about this before. It's like, I, I, I think it tastes pretty good. And we've had our, our whole debates on, uh, on protein powder and soylent and all that stuff. But I think you should, mostly I wanted to get it for you because it, if you, you probably never buy it yourself, right? You're pretty happy by yourself, yes. but you were interested in trying it, but like, I'm yeah, not going to so spend. If I like it, great home run, right? Cause I probably never would have known I like it. If I don't like it. Okay. Yeah. No big know? deal. Right. MVD. By the way, did you talk to the ladies over at the vegan, the, the V show? Oh, no, I didn't. I got to email them. Got to email the V spot. Um, I will email do the V spot. Yes. Tell them, tell them that uh, we have some questions looking for some recommendations. Yes. You know, we can do that. So tomorrow we start our book. People don't know what book we're talking about. This is team work book. I think it's cool that we Dream waited because maybe some of our listeners have actually gotten the book in the meantime and will read it along with us. So if you're, you're, this will come out and we'll have just started reading. So there's, I'll put so links can, in the show to dream teams working together without falling apart. Shane Snow. That is the and book. You can, you can prime it, prime it to yourself next day. Yes. Get it, get it in, make it happen. You know, may, maybe they live in one of those areas with the, what I like to call the magic prime. <laughs> yeah. The magic, prime. you know, Cause it's uh, clearly magic that anything can arrive within an hour or two off the internet. Yeah, it is. And boom, so. it's at your doorstep. Uh, well, Danny, we did get some listener feedback that I wanted to go through. I've been abusing, abusing and not listening to the comments, but I believe that this gentleman, Andrew wrote in 
a while ago and we told him to leave a comment on the show because he like had, he had like emailed in a long time ago and we weren't sure if he was still hooked on the podcast or not. And he oh, yeah? responded. He said, hey, Danny Amatz, I heard you were still here. Still here. He said, I refer to my content from or my comment from a year ago. Because remember, I think I read a comment from like a year ago and I was like, oh, he's gone. Right. Um, Right. He said, as you can see, I'm still hooked into this podcast, still not missing an episode. Listening to this podcast is like me getting together with my mates, having coffee and catching up. I listen to the podcast and listen to my podcast in my car on the way to work. And I am joining in on the um. Yeah, and I'm joining in on the conversation, agreeing with you guys, laughing, laughing, commenting on movies, etc. Mots, you mentioned in a previous podcast why you started this podcast with Danny. I love that, and I think that 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 this is why this podcast comes across the way it does. Great job, keep them coming. So, boom, Andrew. First of all, that guy wins like super fan of the year. Yeah. Um, if he's on Chess.com and he doesn't have a diamond membership, oh, he gonna get one. Okay, uh, he gonna get one. Um, so he needs to send me his username now, but that's awesome. And, uh, appreciate, appreciate that. Cause it was fun to kind of reminisce and look back at, you know, comments from, from yesteryear. I look back on the days when our first podcast began and, um, you shall not pass. I don't know how that became Gandalf, but <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, one fun thing we did today, I don't know if you saw it during the show, this is sort of pivoting from chess back to we went to Soylent listener feedback now back to chess but really it's about uh tech is we did a photoshop contest a frodo mm. shop with the mm. fro mm-hmm. so fabiano was often leaning in so far that you lost sight of everything on camera but his fro oh no and uh so we we challenged some people to throw us some photoshop with fabiano caruana's fro um and there were a couple of good ones some you can look up the hashtag speed chess and see some of the ones. This is this this is simple, but like one of my favorites because as I share it in the show notes with James, because I feel like it it was the one that like literally did the spirit of it, which used the exact image from the show. Um <laughs> so there's good. uh just you know sticking sticking because he, he would get so close you would lose sight of his fro. Um and uh Anyway, so there you go. That was a fun thing we did in tech. Do you guys ever do stuff like that? Like engage social media with hmm. silly stuff? No. Yeah, we should. I think that uh, we should probably. I mean, every once in a while, well, we did. We used to we used to do contests where you could build an application and then tweet a photo, or we would have it so you could do something like you would take a photo and then would like superimpose a monkey inside of it, like one of our stuffed monkeys, and people would do like fun things there. So we've definitely done that uh, in general, but not so much recently. You know, most people are just whatever the hashtag for the event is or whatever. But I think it would be good to start doing that. I think I may be live streaming soon talking about engaging with the base. Um, I recently tweeted Danny that um, I inquired. I said, should I start live streaming building a full Xamarin application from scratch. So like from scratch is week one and build that application out over a month or two, like once a week or twice a week. And I got 833 votes, Danny. Nice. 91% uh, said yes. 
that's a lot of votes. That's a lot of votes. That's more votes than I knew anyone would ever vote ever. So now yeah. I'm having talks at work about how I can get a live stream, get a, cause I don't live stream, right? I don't, I, I did video game once, but like, I don't have a setup. I don't have the equipment really to be in it, but apparently people want this thing. So I may be coming and running to you soon for assistance in the live stream game. Well, um, I would love to offer advice there. It's something that I've come very far in as far as, you know, initially having the type of, the type of setup that only a mother could love, you know, um, <laughs> mm -hmm. like, but just with horrible quality on all levels of video sound, not understanding how do I think we're at the point now where given the low level of production we do, we put on like a pretty high quality show. Um, given that, you know, we're, you know, we're able to kind of bring everybody in remotely. We don't require physical locations or studios. Obviously when we did the, the pro Chesley kind of esport final, we brought everybody to San Fran, but for the most part, these things are mobile esports, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd love to offer advice, you know, software, hardware, troubleshooting stuff, you know, cool. Yeah. Well, you got to do it. I think, I think you should. We talked about at some point, you know, when we first started this, remember we talked about throwing ourselves on camera, like doing some sort of like web show with it. Right. But you and I aren't into that, you know? No, you know, our problem is that we both, we're both very active individuals that are always moving all over the place. So like sometimes I record at the office or in the podcast booth or at home or like in a hotel room. So I think that's the challenge of, of being in such a role that you and I are both in that there's always something going on. So even today it's, it's, are we recording at eight in the morning and two in the afternoon or whatever compared to different podcasts that I do because we're both very active, which, which I enjoy. It's like we make it work. And I think that's what I appreciate, appreciate, appreciate yep. about you, Danny. Yep. Are you sure you, you appreciate it? You appreciate it. Appreciate it. I appreciate hey, man. it. I'm on, I'll tell you, I, you got a pretty mouth. I appreciate it. <laughs> you do have a pretty <laughs> mouth. Um, that's a true statement. Very pretty. Is that, you know, you make it work and you take the time to ensure that this podcast happens and then you get to chat with with a, an old chap, an old friend that, that, um, that forced you to do this Dude, podcast. Even when we've been like in crazy into the, uh, we, we've never missed a week, right? You were, you know, never, you were on a boat. Remember when you were on a boat? I was on a boat. Um, I don't know that, did we, wait, did we miss a week by choice, but actually told them ahead of time over Christmas, we were missing a week or something. We did it. We took one week off for Christmas and okay. that was, yeah. So thing. that was literally it though, but it hardly counts because we, we told our listeners, you know, yeah. it was planned. It wasn't a, Hey, I really just, you know, we've pretty much always been able to make this happen. And it's because like I said, this is one of those, this is like downtime. I mean, I feel like sometimes, you know, lately to be totally honest with you, there's just been a lot of stress going on with, we travel so much and I've been doing so much other family and work stuff outside of chess.com that it's made the balance of work life kind of shift back toward work. Cause then I'm, you know, the chess.com ship refuses to stop sailing, you know, even if I lower the masks and say, don't go anywhere, boat, just sit. It just keeps floating. It just keeps going. So, people, keep, people keep playing chess. You can't stop them yeah. all day. So there's always stuff to do. And I feel like that leads to a bit of, I mean, like literally right now, my, I am, let's say I am losing the zero inbox battle. I've tweeted before mm -hmm. that, you know, I like to play the video game called, you know, zero inbox, the fight for sanity. <laughs> yeah. Let's say I am living in the insane, in, in the insanity, the insane asylum that is a completely bloated, neglected inbox for the last 48 hours. I've been so focused on specific projects. I mean, I just was doing a show for six hours if you include the prep time, right? And mm -hmm. it gets hard sometimes when we have that stuff. And I'm, I'm just venting right now 
people are like, yeah, Danny, we don't care. You just talked about chess for four hours. Get over how tough your job is. But it, it is, you know, there's just a lot going on right now. So that's why I said this podcast tends to happen because it's sort of therapeutic. Yeah. You know, we get to kind of hang out and, and I don't care what's going on, you know? So yeah. this isn't really work, even yeah, though turn, we have to make off. it happen. It's not work. You turn it off like a light switch. Bum, turn it off. Turn it on. Everybody wants to sing along. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. So um, one, can I share a fun thing? Dad thing I've been doing? No, you go and then I'll share a dad thing. No, dad thing first because we're then we're going to get into Marvel. Oh, snap. Okay. <laughs> so I, I don't know why. Just that that quick little interaction we had where I made up that song mm-hmm. reminded me that I've I've laid Talia down the last two nights in a row. Partly because I was probably gone for, for the, the week in Tucson that she's been missing daddy. So she very rarely does my two-year-old choose me over Shauna, right? Dad mm-hmm. over mom. That's mm-hmm. a, that's like five times a year when she's trying to make a point to mom. Like, hey, you remember your place, all right? Yeah. I could choose dad over you. And um, so she's been choosing dad to lay her down, and it's been pretty cute. But partly because I tell her stories, like I was just making up that song with you. I tell her stories, and I just make up stories, but tell them in the tone of a real story. Mm. And so the stories go like, and once there was a princess and it, and this princess lived in a castle and she had a wonderful family and this family, well, they had 10 pet dragons. One day they lost a dragon. Where did the dragon go? The princess said to her mother. I'm making this up right now, by the way. I'm just yeah, yeah. so but notice it's like the, the tone, the delivery, like the pace. And I started realizing when I'm telling this story. She's listening so closely that I never want there to be like any cliffhanger very long. So right after that, I would say, and then they found the dragon hiding in the bush. Oh, silly dragon. Right. There's never any like this. is These aren't grim fairy tales converted into Disney where, you know, the dad dies before five minutes into the movie. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so but that's that's been a funny dad thing I've been doing. I was really actually sucked into that story. I wanted to know what happened. Like it yeah. was. A very Dude, calming. She loves it. She asked me, she goes, you tell princess. <laughs> and it's always the princess. We start with the princess and every you know, princess gets into adventures. She just, she gets into adventures just like the Avengers. So let's pivot to what you want to talk about here. And yes. Marvel so it up. before we get into Marvel, we're going to get into some DC. Okay. Ooh. Now I'm assuming that you've seen the brand new Aquaman trailer. No. Because I was trying to watch it and Apple trailers, by the way, can we rant about Apple real quick? Go ahead. Like, I'm ready. They launched their own player. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. going to have to, we should almost pause the podcast because I'm going to watch this. Um, they launched their own player. Anybody who has an iPhone knows this, that they did this about a year and a half ago. But, you know, the, the amount of appreciation for what it takes to actually watch movie trailers on high definition on their player, like clearly they have not done very many testing for anybody that lives outside of Silicon Valley and Google Fiber Internet. True. Because yes. if you're on any sort of LTE or if you're on any sort of like subpar Wi-Fi, you simply cannot watch trailers anymore on the Apple Trailers app. Yeah, it doesn't work. It's impossible. So you have to go to YouTube. So I actually, I'm really happy that they, I hope they lose business over it because it's just like the kind of selfish thing Apple would do with like very little care. It's like when they, you know, when they updated you know, they update software and really don't go through a lot of testing for how the new interface reacts on some of the older, the older yeah. hardware. Right. Anyway, sorry. I'm just, that was a rant, but now, now I'll watch the trailer. All right. So at, at 2733, Danny's watching a trailer. Okay. Watch okay. it. Loved it. Okay. 
All right, and we're back. Now, Danny has officially seen the trailer. Word. <laughs> and that's all he's got to say. Now, well, here's the thing uh, about... Sorry, I thought, I thought you were going to say more. No, that's it. No, no. so I, oh. I, I'll i open it up. All right, so now that we've both seen the Aquaman trailer fully, I, you know, I like, I liked Justice League because I liked Jason Mamau, Mamoa, Mamoa. Mm-hmm. Whoever the guy, uh, Aquaman. Aquaman himself. He's officially Aquaman. He doesn't need to be known as anything else. It's officially Aquaman. Now, this trailer, I saw it immediately. I enjoy him. I think he is a great, like, what a great looking Aquaman that makes Aquaman look cool. Like, that's what, like, I'm like, whoa, Aquaman is cool. Like, Aquaman has always been the most forgotten superhero until this guy. Yes. And then all of a sudden, Jason comes out and he's like, whoa, I am here. Aquaman is cool. Now, I have some thoughts on it, but I would like to see what your thoughts are right at this moment. So um, first thoughts, having just watched it, you know, usually it plays on your emotional heartstrings. I got pretty amped. Pretty, You know, they can always make any movie look good. Can we just reflect on how trailers can make anything look good real quick? That's good true. for trailers. That's true. You know? Good for um, trailers. And so it, it looks exciting. The things that I liked about it that are takeaways in regards to kind of the DC versus Marvel universes I've talked about previously about some of the criticisms for DC, in my opinion, were that they took themselves too seriously. Um, and, you know, Batman versus Superman, uh, even the initial Superman, though, it was pretty good. I think they tried to get into more of the lighthearted aspect of, hey, these are a bunch of made up characters. Let's not take this too seriously. Right. Um, and there seemed to be some good humor in it which uh, I just, I like, I like you said, I like him. I like the humor. And so the fact that it seems like it's going to be a fun movie, just like the way they're pacing it out. It's like, this is going to be a fun movie to watch that part. That was, those are my takeaways. It looks like it's going to be fun. Looks like there's going to have some good humor as far as the overall arching thing. I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's uh, I think it's, I, I, I'm pretty excited for it. I mean, I like Atlantis. I love the mythology. I, the thing that's cool to me about DC that is, completely different from Marvel where Marvel is really all about where space and science meet superheroes. DC tends to be a lot about, you know, um, like the other world, like uh, I don't want to say the metaphysical, but they play much more on the Greek God mythology, the mythology of, of, of demigods, um, you know, powers that are ancient, basically almost mystical. We're like the only, the only like mystical superhero I can think of in like Avengers is like Doctor Strange or stuff like that. Like, you know, so DC is kind of all about the demigod metaphysical potential of like half humans, half gods um, and the amazing things that they can do. So they're kind of playing into that with like the Atlantis angle and all that stuff. So, I, you know, it's it's a completely different angle than the science and space aspect of Marvel. And I think that's what they need to play up. I think they need to mm-hmm. play up that part of the characters they need to go a different direction rather than trying to compete with marvel go completely into the fantasy world of of gods and aliens and demigods and and these sort of ancient powers you know i agree i think i think that when i watched it i was very excited up until about halfway through i was still excited my concern for this movie is that once it gets underwater that the cg is just a little bit too much like the above ground above water stuff i should say seems really amazing which is almost all of anything that aquaman did in justice league but then once they get underwater it's like everything is to cg in a way and that's my one concern that could really yeah. flip it uh, i could see that 
I, I, I'm, I'll probably go see it because I think it, it'll be pretty I, awesome. I, I think I'll definitely see it. Uh, I guess my counter argument to that, having just watched it, would be I was sort of enthralled with the magical, mystical aspect of Atlantis. Mm. And so because mm-hmm. it's very shiny and glittery anyway, I'm kind of not I'm kind of like everything down there is like when you're in a dream and everything's in a haze, you know, that can make sense. Yeah. So I'm like, be- All right. Yeah. It, it looks a little bit. Yeah, I, I see that now, but I'm kind of like, oh, let's give it a pass. It's a magical water world, you yeah. know. So if the, if they don't disappoint me with the storyline, like I don't find some major, you know, gaps or like they don't go for too obvious an ending, I think I'm going to leave that movie feeling pretty happy. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, we'll see. It comes out this, this Christmas, basically, and it'll be there. But switching over to our good friends over at Marvel now tonight, as long as HLO will let me. I'll be seeing the sequel to a movie that I just saw the original for, which would be Ant-Man, which means that I may tonight see Ant-Man versus Wasp. And again, again Ant-Man and the Wasp. Sorry, continue. Yep. Ant-Man versus the Wasp. And the first movie was kind of like Ant-Man versus whatever that little robot suit was. But I will say I enjoyed Ant-Man. I thought that you were pretty spot on. It didn't take itself too serious. Paul Rudd, so adorable, um, pretty great. Adorbs. Uh, I, I watched it because I, I told you that I was going to watch it. I wanted to see the first one first. And yeah, overall, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really cute. I really liked all the ants because they're pretty cute, even though I don't really like ants in real life. But mm-hmm. giant ants, the, probably the giant ant was my favorite because it because you, you can shrink things, but also make them bigger. And at one point, there was a giant ant, and I thought mm-hmm. that that was cute. A giant yep. ant, much cuter than a giant spider. I don't want that. Right. Um, so I appreciate that there was no giant spiders because I don't think I could have took it. I would have ran away. Right. But, but um, I, yeah, I think very, I, it was very cool. I think they they also played that up. I think they kind of knew, like, hey, this is a cool way to kind of add some some unique flavor. Because I think if you want to make a bug look bigger and scarier, you probably could. You know, yeah, but they highlight the cute features like the antennas and the roundedness of it, not like sharp Mm -hmm. teeth or anything, you know? Yeah. Um, No. So, I I, yeah. Cool. I'm glad you saw it. Uh, Who you go into the movie with tonight? I think myself. Hmm. All about your lonesome, huh? You're pulling a you're pulling a. a, An an Eeyore? Are you pulling an Eeyore? Eeyore? Nobody noticed me. I'm just going to go along by myself. All by myself. Well, so I started to watch Ant-Man by, you know, not he wasn't versus anybody. It was just Ant-Man. And and then I was halfway through and then an H Diggs came home and an H Diggs goes, what you watching? And mm-hmm. I go, you're like, like busted. Ant- yeah, totally she totally busted, busted me. I was yeah. like, I'm watching Ant-Man. She's like, oh, I thought we were going to have a movie night. Oh, I thought we were going to see that together. Yeah. Oh. And I go. But I'll I'll restart it. And she goes, no, it's okay. You finish your movie. It's okay. You finish your movie alone. You know, (laughs) so. (laughs) Pretty much. And then I did finish it the next night. So I waited. I was like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'll make dinner. I'm sorry. No, she was she was totally cool about it. I I digress. It was she wasn't wasn't like that at all. She's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty much sweetheart, as we all know. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was, it was highly enjoyable. I just wanted to give a, a quick Marvel update in the world of Marvel that, um, that I figured that everyone deserved to hear. Yeah. yeah everyone that's, deserves that's what's going on with the, uh, the whole soul stone thing on Reddit with, uh, Thanos. 
it happened. It's all gone. It's, it's all over. Gone, people, right? you know people what are... they're doing on Reddit soon. They're going to have chat rooms. So there'll be a Soul Stone chat room. Oh, they're launching chat rooms? Yeah. Live chat? Live chat. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. that's what I thought. Interesting. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting play by them. Yeah, we'll see how that turns out. Now, I'm not a Redditor, so I don't really follow too much of the Redditing that's happening. But yeah, very, very intriguing. So yeah, that's it. Interesting. That's all I okay. got, Danny. Yeah, I got nothing I, else. I, we I may have to come back else. to that whole Reddit launching launching live chat thing someday soon when it's actually around. I'm sure it's already available in beta to some people. Probably. Um, probably, but not me. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, um, you know, we um, we did our day today. I had a couple cups of coffee today already. Not the best quality stuff because I'm kind of sucking down a little bit while in the middle of all of this uh, SCC speeches championship stuff. But mm-hmm. by the time people are listening to this, if they are listening to it, uh, the day it comes out, they should tune in Thursday night. We have Hikaru Nakamura versus Ho Yifan, and it's a 5 p.m. start Pacific, specifically because Yifan is in China. Um, ah. And so um, Yifan playing at 8 a.m. the next day for her, the world's strongest female chess player versus Hikaru Nakamura. So, you know, tune in if you've never seen an SCC live, maybe get involved in the uh, the Twitch or chess TV chat and, you know, do your thing. Yeah, so, I'm super excited about it. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be there. I'll be square, and I'll be there, Danny. Um, <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, just don't, don't, uh, um, don't forget. Don't forget. I'll be there, Danny. I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be square. I will share my experience, and. Uh, and that's it. Oh, look at that. I accidentally just pressed Siri while we were finishing the podcast and it's, she started listening to everything I said. Oh, thanks, Siri. Thanks, Siri. There you go. With that, thanks, Siri. You have a great night. Oh, you just... Uh, that made her beep. Cool. Oh, yeah. Thank that. Everyone that's listening is super mad at me now. So, All right. Buddy. Peace out, buddy. All right. Bye.